It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Another weekend of official visits have wrapped up in Gainesville and Florida lost a commit. Yeah, we're going to talk about what's going on here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy Monday. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports, Giants Country, NFL 33. Today's episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. And yes, we are talking about this official visit weekend, which, I mean, ended with no commitments, well, from a 2024 recruit, and the loss of Chauncey Bowens as a commit. And I want to make this part abundantly clear. Um, That's kind of been expected for a few weeks now. Even, even I think it was two weeks ago, on this very show, on this channel, on Lockdown Gators, Brian Smith said, uh, he was like, hey, like if I had to guess, I'd say Chauncey Bowens is going to flip from Florida to Georgia. And and then it happened. But again, hear, hear it from Brian yourself. Chauncey Bowens, who, of course... Uh, from the moment he committed, it was like, oh, great, he's a Gator. And then immediately after that, it was like all these <laughs> other schools started coming in. And it's like, oh, he's a Gator for now, at least. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about Chauncey Bowen's, at least for now, commitment to the Florida Gators? I think he's going to end up at Georgia. Straightforward. Yeah. That's <laughs> I know that's not what anybody wants to hear, but that's from people. I don't know him personally. I've met him. Uh, but from multiple people that would know that like are around him, they think Georgia has the best odds to sign him. That's all I've got. But as good as he is, and like when he walks up, he's like, holy, if there's somebody that looks better than Gibbs, it'd be Chauncey. I mean, that, those two, it's it's as good as it gets. Uh, Bowens is the broad-shouldered track kid that will plow you over, and if you've got pretty good size, you'll just say the heck with it and run around you. It doesn't matter. So he's an NFL running back in the making. I think that there's a good chance that his recruitment will go down to signing day and we'll find out, you know, who, what, when, where, and why later. But right now it sounds like the Bulldogs have the edge regardless of this verbal commitment stuff, which we all know means very, very little. Now this with Chauncey Bowens was just one of the times where, or one of those times we'll say where the writing was on the wall for a potential flip for a while. Like last year with Tyree Patterson, you're like, okay, like we know you're going to UCF. We we knew that was happening weeks, if not months before it actually happened. Uh, that's kind of the same thing here with Chauncey Bowens. Like, like we kind of knew he was trending UGA. It was just a matter of when, not really 
if uh so yeah uh that, that was like one of those times like despite him saying he's 100 committed which look i wish him the best of luck i am not one like e- even now that he's gotten like i'm best of luck to you chauncey like as long as you went to the place that you think is best for you i wish nothing but the best for you that's it like, that, like that's what i want as long as you go to the place you think's right i wish nothing for the best for you I will say this seems like one of those times where it was more trolling than anything else. And like, and if you're new here, um, welcome. If you've been here, like you, you know, I'm not the type of person to complain about that. I'm not the type of person to go, oh, this, this was true. But this one, like, it felt like trolling, which is fine. Trolling happens in recruiting. That's what that is. But him saying, I'm 100% locked in, what? five days ago at this point but also saying george is a threat first off if you are committed to a school and you go to a georgia visit or whatever don't say you're 100 committed because especially if in that situation we're like we all knew it was not only a possibility but a probability that chauncey bowens is going to flip don't say you're 100 committed because then that's just like the reason he did that, that's why I'm convinced it's a troll, is because when you say it like that, like you're just opening the door for, oh man, Georgia just really blew him away. Like we all knew this was going to happen, but this is one of those times where public perception wise, a coach or a school be like, hey, like don't commit until you're on campus because then it's going to look really cool. Like we're going to look like we blew you away on campus. We're going to make it look like we just were so great. You had to commit right now. And then he shut down his commitment when initially he was uh, supposed to visit next week in Gainesville or this coming weekend in Gainesville. Ain't happening anymore. Um, or at least I'm assuming it's not happening anymore. Yesterday he tweeted, my recruitment is shut down. Uh, so apparently there's that. Uh, but yeah, there, there's a less than 0% chance that he was telling the truth when he said he's 100% committed uh, because that's just silly. You don't go, oh yeah, I'm 100% committed. Or 100% locked in. Georgia's a threat, though, because if you're 100% locked in, they aren't a threat. Good job there, though. But then there was a player that actually shut down their commitment um, and is remaining committed to the Florida Gators in Miles Graham. So on the flip side, you didn't earn a commit for the 2024 class. You did convince Miles Graham to shut down his recruitment completely while also earning a late commitment to the 2023 transfer class in Juco Edge Quincy Ivory, who we will talk about probably tomorrow or Wednesday. But right now, focusing more on Miles Graham, because Miles Graham also said something that's kind of interesting in a good way. He's like, hey, Florida's going to pick up a few commitments soon. The issue, not issue, but like the fun part there is what does he mean by soon? Because soon could mean this week. Soon can mean, you know, by the end of summer. Like, there, there's a lot of ways that can be interpreted. But Miles Graham locked in. Okay, so, so that's just another piece of the 2024 class that you have actually locked in here. So Miles Graham did his part. Billy Napier, Jay Bateman have him locked in. Adding Quincy Ivory. Look, you, you kind of... You, you were... I, I guess we'll say 
neutral this weekend. Like you lost a 2024 commit, you gained a 2023 commit, you locked in a 2024 commit. Sure. Neutral. Uh, it, there's no other way to say that like Florida at some point you have to lock in these 2024 commits while they're on campus. If you can, but we know I'm also not the type of person to just react emotionally and cry because Florida didn't get a commitment here uh, from a 2024 kid, but they they did make progress. We'll, we'll talk about that in just a second. But first, today's episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook. New customers, you get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's up to $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. And I'm going to look this up real quick because uh, Saturday... Uh, I'm a Mets fan, if you don't know. Saturday, there is a player that I like a lot that happened to hit a bomb. And it made me a lot of money. Because they gave a great boost, and I put it all on a Francisco Alvarez home run. And the odds after the boost, once I get there, the odds after the boost were plus 660. So, fantastic. Started out plus 440, 50% boost, plus 660. Fantastic. All with FanDuel. So go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more and earn more. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. And like I said, we're talking about the 2024 official visits that were on campus this past weekend. We're starting off with Walter Matthews because he's one of the bigger names that were there. He's... I mean, also one of the bigger people <laughs> who were there. But with Walter Matthews, it's down f- to USC. And uh, just to make this abundantly clear, when I say USC, I mean the real one. Like the one that matters, the one that's relevant. The one that didn't just get swept by Florida in the Super Regional. That USC. I'm talking about the one on the West Coast, Southern California. Uh, and it's Florida competing for his commitment right now. That's it. Just those two schools. He's set to visit South Carolina this coming weekend, so the fake USC. But he openly was like, yeah, I'm probably going to cancel that one, which, great, fantastic. Walter Matthews is someone who can come in, step in right away, and play in line, and would be a welcome addition to the tight end room, which, again, like I'm comfortable with the tight end room. Not going to turn down an influx of talent to anything, you know? But there is another tight end that's on that was on campus this past weekend that I did want to talk about. It's not Caleb Odom. We will talk about him in just a second. But it's Eric Carner. Eric Carner is the first one I want to... Is the next one I want to talk about. Because to me... like I, And I'll tell you straight up. he He's the one tight end that was on campus this weekend. Probably the one tight end in the entire 2024 class where... If Florida can add one and only one tight end, I want it to be Eric Carner. That's where I'm at. Like, like Florida, first of all, 
you established yourselves as the leaders here for Eric Carner. Great job. Like, that's fantastic. Two, that would give you a whole new area of recruitment. Like, Florida even recruiting him is not weird, but it's unusual. Florida doesn't really recruit the Chicago, Illinois area. That's not an area Florida's usually great at, let alone bringing a kid on campus, let alone being a favorite for him. Florida's now the favorite for him. He said that. Like, like that's not me saying that. Eric Gardner said that. I think it was with On3 and I think 24-7 as well. He was just like, yep, they're at the top, which is great. Like, Florida, you establish yourselves as a leader for someone who is in an area that you're not used to recruiting. You get yourself in there. You can maybe start a pipeline. And we spoke about this last week where – you know, I said, uh, I like that Florida's trying to branch out. I do get a little concerned that by branching out so much, they'll, you know, maybe lose a little bit on the home turf, which is a, a concern or a question or a possibility. It's not something I'm saying is happening, but getting yourself in that Chicago area is big. Like that's establishing another footprint for yourself. And they've kind of been doing that since Billy Napier came in here. They've been trying to lock down Florida still. But they branched out to Texas with DJ Lagway, Xavier Filsimi, uh, Hayden Hansen's from Texas. Prince Lee's from Texas, but he's not a Napier kid. But those guys, all Napier kids. Uh, Michael Uina, who was on campus this weekend. Texas kid, like Florida is putting themselves in position in Texas. Florida's gone to the West Coast and started trying to bring in some kids. Florida's now going to the Midwest and trying to bring in some of these kids. Like this is expanding while trying to lock down your area great approach easier said than done though and that's the concern but eric Carner, he's a flex tight end that would elevate your passing attack and i understand there's a lot of people that talk about you know florida uh you know why why would anybody want to come to florida with this scheme and all that stuff it's a couple things here one that's not as important as you think it is. Like scheme matters, but it's not as important a selling point for high school kids as you think it is. Two, shouldn't matter because you should still be able to bring them in. And three, I think Florida is going to go a little bit more spread style because of the next player to talk about, like Caleb, Caleb Odom. It's a Florida-Bama battle right now for the wide receiver tight end hybrid that he said Florida has been showing him Kyle Pitts film to show him how they would like to use him. That's what really opens me up to go, does Billy Napier want to go more spread style once he gets that personnel? You've got Arliss on board already, who's very much a spread flex Y tight end, or very spread flex tight end. Uh, You've got Caleb Odom that's considering you. You're in the top two for him. Eric Carner, you're the leader for. Walter Matthews is very versatile. You've got you're recruiting these guys. Uh, Jonathan Eccles is another one where you're recruiting these big pass catching tight ends. There's not a ton of inline recruitment going on right now from Florida. So I think that that's kind of telling you, hey, Florida might be looking to modernize a little bit. Now, Eric Carner said that he's going to take his visits and then take his time. He's also got Iowa. Uh, he's got Texas A&M's interested. Michigan State's interested. Caleb Odom. He's going to Florida. Bama is is their, the main decision he needs to make right now. Uh, he said he's looking to commit in the late summer. He said July, late summer 
for his commitment. And he has been singing the praises of this coaching staff. I will say every tight end that has done an interview or every tight end that's given any information, whether it's to me or anybody else, they've all been singing the praises of Russ Calloway. Russ Calloway, of course, is the new tight ends coach that was hired this year. They've all been singing the praises of, of coach Calloway. So congratulations, coach, like knocking out of the park doing a great job. Uh, there was another pass catcher that we're talking about right now in chance Robinson, who is currently a Miami commit. I don't think he keeps that. I think he will eventually flip to Florida. Like we spoke about it last week with Brian Smith. It's Florida, Miami, Penn state, but it's down to sticking with Miami or flipping to Florida now. And he's said that development is a big thing for him. If development is a big thing for him, you've got to feel pretty good about Florida's chances. I understand that there have been a lot of Florida Gators fans who have had questions about Billy Gonzalez's recruiting. I don't think anybody worth their salt has questions about Billy Gonzalez as a talent developer. He's proven consistently that he can get guys to the NFL, whether it's with Urban Meyer, with Dan Mullen, or this year when he's going to do it again with Ricky Pearsall, is going to be listed still as a Billy Gonzalez NFL guy. Also going to matter if, if uh, Ricky Pearsall takes that next big step this offseason to next season, how that matters. But if development matters here, you've got to give Florida the edge. Like You don't have another option. You have to give Florida the edge there over Miami. If wide receiver development is Billy Gonzalez, one of the better wide receiver developers in college football right now, needs his flowers on that. Even if you don't want to give it to him, he deserves him. But with Chance Robinson, expect this to be a, a time where we do not get an answer until signing day. Even if he makes his decision, I would fully expect this to go down to signing day. Even if he flips now, expect this to go down to signing day. It's just one of those battles. There's two schools. They're both in good position for him. And one of them he's already committed to. It seems like he's leaning more Florida right now, but he's already still committed to Miami. So maybe he's like, you know, let me stick to my commitment for a bit and then see how things go. Maybe I want to see how the season goes, which that could change a lot of things. But Chance Robinson, got to go down to the wire. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. To wrap up today's show, we are talking about another, you know, four players that we're going to talk about here. First one, Jure Hawkins, wide receiver down to Florida and Penn State. This is another one where we spoke about last week with Brian Smith. Florida, Miami, Penn State were the three schools we talked about, really. Now, seems like it's down to Florida and Penn State, with Penn State being the, we'll say, perceived favorites right now. Like, And I will say that, for me, Jure Hawkins, I don't care about his ranking, which I'll talk about with Mike Williams as well. I don't care about his ranking. I think uh, if you follow multiple people who cover the Florida Gators, you will know that I am probably like the guy who does not care about stars that much. 
just not because I know how awful they are sometimes. Um, but evaluation matters. And I know that his ranking, not the best, and I know it might be hard for some people to get behind it, but Billy Napier, who, don't forget, he used to be a wide receiver coach. Billy Napier wants to use him like Jaden Waddle. Uh, Billy Gonzalez said he wants to use him like Kadarius Tony. Two of the most dynamic football players we've seen in recent years. And I mean, Kadarius, I think, is one of the most dynamic football players we've ever seen. And they had Ricky Pearsall as Jere Hawkins' player host. That, to me, tells me that Florida is incredibly interested in bringing Jere Hawkins to Gainesville. Like, you comp- you have their head coach saying, we want to use you like Jalen Waddle, who is a first-round pick and dynamite pass catcher. You have your wide receiver coach, your position coach, saying, hey, we want to use you like Kadarius Tony, who went to this school, was a first-round pick, and is a dynamic playmaker. And then you take the best receiver on the roster and you make him the player host here. That's called prioritizing a player. Jare Hawkins, like, I'm kind of surprised Jare didn't just flip, didn't just commit immediately. Like, I know Penn State's the leading, the perceived favorite right now, but when you put that kind of priority on a player, that like, that's clear that you're incredibly interested in him. Like, Jare Hawkins is someone that, I mean, I don't, if they're pressing for him like this, I don't know how he's not gonna, now he's not gonna do it. Like, I'd be, I'd be kind of, like, not shocked. But I'd be like, what are you doing if you don't commit here? Because clearly this is a school that wants you and will use you the way that they're saying. Like They're like, yeah, like we want to get you the ball underneath, make some big plays, be a dynamic playmaker for us, work downfield with your speed, use you these ways. You got to do it. And having Ricky Pierce all do it, I mean, having the best receiver, that's a great playmaker, that's a great dynamic playmaker. Dre Hawkins is, is getting pitched heavy here. Justin Denson on the defense side of the ball. Like, I, I think his decision is coming up soon. I think he's leaning Florida at the moment. I know Alabama's in there as if he's he's just waiting for Alabama as well as one of the rumors surrounding him. Uh, I know that it's very possible. He's going to be back on campus this coming week, probably Wednesday-ish. I would love to add him to the class because, I mean, we know versatility matters a ton positional versatility is a big selling point if you are on this defense justin denson you could play safety you could play corner you could probably throw down to the star into the star spot too and that's a huge selling point here if you're justin denson because you've got the size the length probably needs to add a little bit of weight but you've got the skill set where florida can sell you on this and especially when you have Corey raymond developing you it's like all right well that's got to be a strong selling point for someone that's like a, a prototypical size. With athleticism, you got to be looking at Corey Raymond like, all right, man, like, damn, kind of getting sold here. Um, on the trenches where Florida is obviously always going to look to improve, you got on the defensive side, interior defensive lineman. I'm so sorry if I demolish the pronunciation of this name, but I think it's Makai Boyro. Uh, dude's an absolute unit, six foot five, 350 pounds. He told on three that Florida is at the top of his list right now. He is looking to commit next month. All I said is July. Doesn't say when. 
I could easily see him committing to Florida at any moment. He'd be a welcome addition to the class. However, there are some pretty damn good interior defensive linemen that Florida's in the conversation for, in the running for. And as much as I would love Makai Boyro, you've got to lock down one of those big name guys too. You got to lock down, not like David Stone, I will say again, I don't think he's going to be a Florida Gator at this time, but Florida's in the running for him genuinely. There's a few guys on the inside. Jaden Jackson looks like he's going to be headed to Ohio State based on how great this visit was. And the, I think he had a Steve Wolf on crystal ball. Whoop-de-doo. Um, but this is one of those times where, you know, Florida, like you, you got to lock in the big guys. You, you've got to win these trench battles, both in the sense of you need to win against other schools neighboring and that you need to win literally trench players here. Offensively, Mike Williams used to be committed to South Carolina. Fantastic size also at six foot five, 310 pounds. He's that kind of stereotypical size that Florida looks for in their offensive linemen. They look for the six, five, they look for the long arms. They look for the big weight, like the, the large frame. They look for athleticism because again, they're like, okay, we can mold you. And with Mike Williams, he was raving about uh, Rob Sale, and he was raving about Darnell Stapleton and what they've been saying to him. And I know that right now, like Mike Williams is a low-ranking player, and I know Florida Gators fans are like three-star. Who cares? Shut up. That's a stupid approach. Um, I understand class ranking is something that people really care about, and, and a bunch of people care about. I understand. Even I care about class ranking overall but I'm not going to let it ruin my day that a three-star wants to commit to the University of Florida, okay? Especially when he's someone that is clearly an upside addition that this coaching staff can develop. But we've heard nothing but great things about Rob Sale, Darnell Stapleton so far during this summer. But you've got to lock these guys in as well. Like, it's great to get Mike Williams if he commits. Awesome. I mean, I know on three put in the prediction. Uh, I know 24-7 put in their crystal ball. I think on three calls it like the the – RPM recruiting prediction machine, I guess. Um, but you got on three putting in predictions, 24 seven putting in crystal balls, Rob Sill, Darnell Stapleton. Great. Add Mike Williams. Keep adding to that offensive line because 2023's class, you should have been, you should have done a better job. 2024. Great. Like, Everybody is saying fantastic things about this offensive line recruiting right now. Like they're all like, yeah, like I love how, they're they're sitting me down. They're they're showing my. They're watching my film with me. They're telling me how to improve. They're telling me what they can imagine and envision. Great, lock it in. And I'm not saying Florida needs to change their entire approach because that's a silly opinion to have now. If that wasn't the opinion you had last week, however, lock in some of these big names. That's it. you. You have to be better. Simple as that. Thanks for being locked on. Gators, your first listen of the day every day. We'll be back tomorrow. Talk more Florida Gators football. Their recruiting approach is something that I'm, I'm going to want to talk about this week. We're going to talk about baseball once we get a little bit more information on the game that's going to be happening this Friday. For your second listen, check out Locked On SEC, hosted by Chris Gordy. Sports 790 to get the best coverage on the best conference, including the best university, University of Florida. For Locked On Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find my written work with Whole Nine Sports, Giants Country, NFL 33, and I will see you all tomorrow.
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.